So today, today, I think we talk about being aware of squirrels. Squirrels? Yeah, because that happened. Yes, it did. Squirrel. Squirrel. (laughs) Just chased squirrels because there's so much to talk about with Rachel and Inspired Leadership and her books and her coaching. (laughs) I know, but... I I told her one of these times, I can't remember what it was, we were leaving and it was just, it was one of those days and I was like, Jamie, one of these days we'll roll out of our beds and we'll connect via the internet from our private studios in our homes (laughs) to do the podcast. Yep, here we are. We're just going to chase squirrels from our own homes. Because we get massive sponsorship. Yeah. Don't have to do anything else then. Yeah, don't worry about it. I mean, we've got this. But that's what we talk about. Our yeah. post-show, pre-show is just the the rawness. And we just talk. Okay, let's do it. We'll put the mic in front of your face then. <laughs> in fact, I've already been recording. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. It's a great day. Stacy Eddy is joining us yes, for Stacey the post-show, is pre-show. In studio. My first time. I can't and wait she to She sounds her. great on the way. Yeah, she does. Well, yes. you know she's been in uh, you know, commercial and everything. I mean, she's a true professional. As well as Annie. Yeah. You've she's done radio. No, you've done radio too. She's not saying a word. <laughs> she's She's shaking her head, everybody, because it's true. Yes, Stacy is had awesome. A, a very brief career in the radio world. And what was it? And what was it? Yes. Well, I started out doing traffic. Not what you're thinking, traffic like the airwaves, like scheduling. I did four stations, scheduling their 24-hour days. And then I started doing commercials, weather, and the real traffic. What? Five o'clock traffic. Kansas City. Now, how in the world would you ever give that up? I had a baby. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, there you go. Kids. (laughs) Mom life (laughs) happened. But anyway, what a day. We get Stacy in. I went to Halstead earlier. Yeah, you got to go. Met up with our friends TJ and Derek. Doing another great project. Fantasy geography draft. You've got to go see that, too. I um, had to, he, I he's had to got fly some, solo. I know, because Pam had surgery, I and I had to answer the phone. I, I didn't to, have to. I got the opportunity yeah, to stay home. I know. It was really weird, too. Like, I was here all day. <laughs> she didn't ask me for help so she could go with you, but, you know, whatever. No. No. Well, because I think it was Well, we didn't think we'd get it okay yeah. anyway. Oh. It but was anyway, like a, so I had to jump from the nest by myself. But you did good. Go. You did good. Did okay. <laughs> I, I chased squirrels here. Yes, you chased squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> on my own squirrel. <laughs> yes. Before that, I didn't know how to turn the Wi-Fi on. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Were you there when he couldn't do that? No. This lady this morning, we'll just talk about things that happened in the office yes. right now. And this lady comes out and she's in Katie's, I don't know, I think it's her ESL PLC. I think so. ELA. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, so. it's an ESL today. And he she comes out and she goes, I, I can't get on the Wi-Fi. Is there someone that can help me? And I thought, well, I knew, it, I knew it was something simple. <laughs> well, so he and Brian both walked in there. And yeah. well, she said she had tried it. 
The yeah, she said it, it star- started the night before. She said, I tried it both ways and it, and it didn't work. And then Brian walks in there, flips a switch and boom, it works. And so he comes back to his desk and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing I'm here. I'm a moron. <laughs> oh, Glenn, please. And I said, yeah. Because then Brian comes by and he and said. Then, yeah, and then we start. <laughs> we start just being stupid because Brian, Brian said, well, aren't you supposed to be going to Halstead? And I'm like, did you just hear Brian? He said, Glenn, you're an, you're a moron. Why aren't you in high, why aren't you in Halstead already? You're an idiot. You're not a tech guy. And he's like going, yeah, I'm looking for a tech guy position. Or there's a, how did yeah, you I was, say I was, it? I said, I'm going to go to the ESDIC site under job opportunities and see if it says tech guy <laughs> must be able to flip a switch. Glenn does not meet criteria. Yes. <laughs> Brian walks over. I didn't say that. And I'm like, so Brian, this is what you said. He goes, I didn't say that. I'm like, that's the story in the yeah. head right here. Yeah, that little bubble head. That little bubble head said, Glenn's a moron. Get to Halstead because you're no good here. Why do I have that bubble daily? Oh, I think all of us do. Mm-hmm. Yes. We all have that. Create that story in your head. It's it's crazy. I, I do it. Story in your head. Uh, there's a story. Can you see it? Normally you can see the story going on. Yeah, for me. Yes. You can watch it all unfold. Mm. You don't see it? I think you hide it well. You don't see it? Do I? You don't? I can just look at her and say something's going on. Oh, yeah. He, but he's got such a front row seat. You've got the back of my That's head true. seat. And all those gray hairs. I know. The gray, ba- gray hair be gone days tomorrow. Yes. It's terrible, isn't it? I'm so excited. I don't have any it. gray hairs. I know. How do you not have any? Hereditary. <laughs> my mom, mom has dead. no red hairs. I mean, gray hairs. <laughs> she has all red hairs. All red hairs? You are lucky. But no, the story. I saw you looking. Yes, I am. Looking for gray hair? Nope, don't see any. I used to go in. My hairdresser would ask, when are we going to call your hair? They ask boys that? Yeah, she asked me that. What? I kind of like Darren's gray hair. See, Lindy doesn't really Speckled have in the hair. beard. <laughs> Lindy it's gets all weird about back. not having it. it. Or it's kind of in now. Oh, people see, are people dying going their in their hair again. gray. Yeah, they're yeah. gray. Platinum color is a total color I see on people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 22 year olds, gray hair. On purpose. So I'm in. You're in. Know. Who's yeah. paying for that? Parents? Jackson wanted to do it. D- did he not? He didn't. He changed his mind, but I said, I'm not paying for it. Mm. Mm. So, Stacy, this is your first time on the mic. Anything <laughs> you want to say? Get in, we're not getting. I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I'm a little sweaty. Okay, this this week, just a little bit ago, we sat with Rachel Tallman. You know Rachel Tallman. I know Rachel. She is just a joy. Honestly, a joy to work with. She is awesome. I love working with her. Like I said, she's just always so positive. She comes in. And- yeah, she just like oozes positivity and joy and friendliness and kindness. Yes. And it just makes you want to gravitate towards her. And there's always an equal playing field with her. Yes. Yes. It's just equal across the board. Let's work together. Get it done. Yeah. Yes. Three Rachel fans right here. She and she didn't think she had a Rachel fan club. Yes, she does. She does. 
she's really sweet and humble because she talked about she likes to be behind the scenes too. Really? How she doesn't like to be front and center. That's I think that's one of the reasons why, even though she was a teacher, she is not one to want to do what Tamara does and stand in front of a group of people. Yeah, she, she does it. Mm, I don't think she I, does really. I don't think so. She we'll she have basically to ask her that next time. She she had alluded to the fact that she mostly likes to blog. Yeah, she to write, to write books. It. She, she loves came in and to said process. She wrote us a whole <laughs> sheets. Yeah. No sheets. problem. And she was nervous about it, but she was awesome as usual. Oh, she's so funny and sweet and real. Real. Yeah. Good word. Real. I mean, there's no false pretenses about her. Mm. No. What what she is is what she is. Mm-hmm. Just and good. The solid. woman can beatbox. Oh my gosh! It was awesome. <laughs> you should have been here. I oh, wish I, I wish you would have been oh, here. Yeah. It was great. Fine. She made Glenn promise that it was off, and mm. I did. Next time, Build though, that trust. promises off the table. Oh, well, she mentioned next time. She did. Maybe maybe we'll get it recorded. Because she so. admitted she herself was having um, limited beliefs. Yes. She was having those thoughts in her head. Creating yeah. stories. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. creating the story in her Had head that I can't do this or I'm going to look stupid. Yep. And Jamie and I were sitting here talking and all of a sudden we hear this coming over through the headsets. She just suddenly, boom, <laughs> broke out into song. I can't even begin to do it. It's like. No. <laughs> yeah, don't try and do it, Jamie. It was it was Jamie. not nearly like that, but it was pretty yes. good. We have to yeah. it up I know. It was almost like my sneeze earlier. <laughs> no, it was, was like a good my one. Solid Oh nine my nine. gosh, it'd be like all oh, about these good sneeze. Yes. <laughs> that was a nine. Nine not nine five, I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, he gave me a nine five. Wow. Were you there? Because I spit all over my, yes. my It would have been a nine nine five, except one day she sneezed and she looked at me and her hair was like so now she got the hair factor going yeah, on. Yeah, it wasn't that caliber. I think it's because... And it was perfectly... I know, because the grays were keeping it from going forward. Yes. All <laughs> they, those, they were waiting down all the those rest grays, of my Jamie. hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough of us. Why don't we get to the Rachel Tolman interview? You're going to love her as much as we do. And that's all we do. So we're done? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Welcome to episode 20 of AdventureCast. Jamie, 20 episodes. 20? Number 20, and we couldn't have a better guest for episode 20, uh, Rachel Tallman, who I don't get to work with her very much, but she is one of my favorite people to work with because she is just always so positive. She is. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for coming in studio. Hi, Glenn and Jamie. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be with you. I think you're the only person that could have recruited me on a Friday to take pictures. (laughs) (laughs) For that presentation. I know, mm. my goodness. I'll do anything for you. Aw, <laughs> man. It's true. You just bring out the good in people. Oh, man. Wow. I need to, we need to do more podcasts. This is already oh. going really great. <laughs> for real. She's, she's, she's coached me through times that, that were, when you, when, when I'm a, I, I am level four, 
operate mm-hmm. based on my ELI. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also six and when I'm like level one and when I'm go to stress level, but I think you did my original debrief too, didn't you? I think so. I think you did. Yeah. I have no idea. That's foreign. I've never done that. You so. need to do it. <laughs> That's foreign to me. Anyway. If you haven't already, you need to, to take advantage of Rachel Tallman. Um, and what she is, who she is, and how she can bring the best out of you. Um, she, not not just her. She she can coach you through that. Her books are inspiring. She brings an, a new center to your thinking. Mm-hmm. We talked about, you know, the voices in your head. And you talked about things that are downloaded and downloaded into you. Mm-hmm. And I think people will find that about you, that they'll be downloaded with information that stays in your files that just are there. Hmm. That's a really great description. Well, you came up with it. I just oh, wrote okay. it down. <laughs> But they, they do, they just stay internal and it just increases your awareness about everything. Because there's not a time that I'm not thinking now in this way. Since inspired leadership, mm-hmm. it has changed the way you process, you contemplate, you think, uh, oh, your awareness mm-hmm. that you're talking about. When, I, when I'm having a, I, w- I don't wanna say disagreement, but when I'm having a discussion that mm-hmm. is maybe not popular or they don't necessarily agree with me, I'll start asking them questions or they're in more of a level one. Mm-hmm. Now, why do you think that? Or how mm-hmm. does that make you feel? Or yeah. is there another way to see that? Yes. Or is there another way to do that? And it's just funny mm-hmm. how your practices have become my practices. Mm-hmm. That's the whole idea to empower people to do it themselves. So one one thing here, uh, one of the insights I had that I wrote in the blog that's coming out is <clears throat> if if this work points back to us, to me or Tamara, whoever's on the team, then we've been doing it incorrectly. So this work points to the person, empowers them, and points to a force, a power greater than them. Mm-hmm. So this isn't about us, it's about you. And I love that you just said that what we do or whatever, our process has become your process and that's it. Then we've done our job. Well, that that's what it's done to me. And I've, I've tried it, implementing that into almost all parts of, parts of my life when dealing with, sometimes it just it seems impossible, but it's not. Because part of what, when I'm listening to this, part of what coaching is, is just listening and catching those good lines. So the, the story in your head, that's going to make a great blog. That's going to, that everybody can relate to because we all do it. And then as we're listening to each other, you hear his story. And that's what coaching is, is hearing what people are saying, saying it back to them. And then it sounds completely different. You can do something with it. Like what? Like have clarity about it. Um, okay, so a lot of the work that we're doing, we talk about um, this strategy called T, T-E-A, that our thoughts affect our emotions, which drive our action. And so if we have um, 
thoughts, beliefs, expectations, values, things we have been conditioned to believe are true about ourselves that are limiting, that will affect the way we feel in a situation or with people or, um, and we'll tell ourselves stories. And then we have adaptive behavior that we um, do. We behave a certain way that we've just been conditioned to behave. So what coaching does is it helps you to hear what you've been telling yourself, to feel, notice like the emotion. So that's the flag. It's like you're, 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 you're raising yourself. You're waving a flag at yourself whenever you feel catabolic um, energy. And then when you recognize the emotion and the thought that you have, you can hold it out and decide what you want to do with it. Has it been working for you? Do you want to keep doing the adaptive behavior? Or do you want to try something different? And what kind of support do you want or need in order to do this new thing? So a lot of uh, times we've been talking about much of our growth has to do with unlearning what we've learned early in life as adults and deciding whether it's working for us or against us and and taking away limiting beliefs first uncovering them because we just can sometimes just go through life acting and reacting never realizing what is the underlying belief we have of ourselves or of other people so when so when coaching people um how do you get them to dig deeper to think about their reasoning, to, what's your process? Process of coaching. So first it's establishing a relationship, a trusting, safe, um, understanding, accepting place where someone is free to, to be real and to go where no man has gone before. Which I've done with you. Yes, we have. Going, I've called upon Rachel going, I just don't know. I just don't like how this is feeling. I don't like myself and what this brings out in me. And I send Rachel an email and she's like, how about a coaching session? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was such a relief. It was such an awareness mm-hmm. of where I am. Mm-hmm. And after your coaching session, I still rely on the conversations and I, I've got the stories in my head, and then I'm like, Jamie, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking like that and just retraining your brain. Mm-hmm. Because you talk about catabolics, not bad. Mm-mm. It's the flag that's trying to tell you something. Yeah. So explain that a little bit to the people that, that don't have the foundational knowledge of the inspired leadership and the seven levels. So... We talk about two types of energy, catabolic energy that doesn't feel good, that causes us to resist something, that causes us to distract ourselves because we don't want to feel bad. We don't want to feel guilt, sadness, anger, loneliness. I mean, it's okay to feel it, but um, for a long period of time, after a while, we just get worn out. And when we try to change that, we'll feel frustrated. Because what we're doing isn't working, we still feel this way. And um, so that's catabolic energy. And there's two 
main ways that we go through life with catabolic energy, either being a victim to our circumstances or fighting and resisting and blaming it's somebody else. So it's either our fault or it's somebody else's fault. And, um, you know, there's advantages to that because you can get needs met that way. You can motivate yourself or others in that way for a short period of time, but over time, it's exhausting. And also it takes a toll on your health and well-being. So what we do is work with people to experience less less of that type of energy. And um, everybody, all of us experience it throughout the day. We go through all these different um, lenses through which we view things and we're telling ourselves these stories. And so that makes us feel a certain way. And then we have adaptive behavior. Unless we stop the cycle and take a look at it, it will continue. So then we, so those two are levels one and two. And then three through seven, we talk about three is this bridge to catap- to anabolic energy. And anabolic is uplifting, encouraging, edifying. It's, um, it brings people together. It feels good. And um, at level three, we, we rationalize and think our way into feeling better. So we don't want to feel catabolic anymore. So we are justifying, rationalizing. We're in our heads because we want to feel better. And so we're thinking how to get there. And then as we move up to four, now we, um, we do, we love people, care for people. It's now about other people and not about ourselves. And um, we go higher up to level five. It's not just about you. Now it's about both of us. When we move up to level six. It's about all of us, not just you and me, but everyone. And at level seven, we're, we're wholly aware of how we're creating our life experience. Now, if you guys don't know already, we're talking with Rachel Tallman. She is author of two books, Inspired Evolution and... Confidence. Confidence. (laughs) Overcoming six myths of insecurity. Which we all need. You can find those at shop.esdac.org under Inspired Leadership. But she is here talking with us about the importance of Inspired Leadership, the power of it. How did you stumble upon this? Inspired Leadership. How did it happen into your life? So for me, I was... um, going back to recertify for my teaching certificate and I saw this um, seven levels uh, uh, was being offered and it looked interesting so I took it (laughs) and um, when I was going through it I was like oh yes this is totally I love this stuff this aligns to things I think about and read about and totally love it and so that I connected with Tamara and just took took off from there so your role with inspired leadership is a very very big role you do a lot of the social media and you blog you're an author um how, how does that's all happen in a fairly short amount of time yeah yeah what excites you the most because we just talked about this earlier and she's very 
Rachel's more comfortable with the written word than the spoken word. Mm-hmm. So we're we're making her step out of her comfort zone. We're using level one, two, or three about coming in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me process that. Uh, probably little one and three. I was all up in my head. <laughs> yeah, so if I get to talk about something I love, then I'm going to be relaxed and excited. Yes, so tell us about your yeah. books. Yeah, so um, my favorite thing is having conversations. It's listening to something, reading something, and synthesizing it and making meaning, and then holding it out and saying, here, read this. Look at this insight or this wisdom that I heard here and that they told me here and that this person had, and and look how it came together. And um, so that that is my favorite way to contribute to the world is, um, synthesizing and and handing that over and having somebody read it and go, oh my gosh, I feel relief. I feel relaxed. I feel inspired and empowered. And I feel like somebody gets me. I feel understood and known. That's it. So I, I saw this thing on um, Twitter that said it was hashtag um, three words other than I love you. And so... I thought about this, so you guys can think about this. If you were to say I love you in three other words than I love you, what would it be? Three words. Wow. Um, I'm thinking. So Glenn's going to have to cut out a bunch of (laughs) space Space. right here. (laughs) No, that's fine. That's fine. It's all good. But that's the best. Because I'm blank. Because I thought I came up with four words, but it's not three. Here's the fun thing about it. It will plant a seed. You'll be thinking about it and thinking about it until you have clarity about what it is that really speaks to you about, about really caring for another human being. So what would your three words be? Mine is, I know you. Hmm. Mine was, you matter, but then I couldn't come up with the other word. Yeah, I was thinking I care, but then I want to put about you. That's right, four. right. I care you doesn't. I uh, know, and you matter me. It's like <laughs> doesn't Yoda. Make sense. Yeah, if it was Yoda, it would yeah, make Yoda. complete I sense. I care you. Yeah. You matter me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are speaking Glenn you, right now. <laughs> it is you, I know. <laughs> oh, now so, I hear his oh. voice in my head. <laughs> So you talked about going back and getting recertified. What is your background? Oh, so I taught um, middle school English and then I got my master's in counseling. And then when I came here, I got certified through IPEC to um, coach as a professional coach. By the way, she's incredible. If you are just need some coaching professionally, personally, seek Rachel. Rachel, how can they find you? So you can go to inspiredleadershipwithin.com and you'll see uh, four of us who are on the Inspired Leadership team. You can click on my face and um, find my email there, which is rachelt at esdac.org. And um, yeah, that's how we start a relationship together. So how do you go about, you also do a weekly inspired leadership um, blast 
Yeah. How, how do you, how do you keep inspired to do a weekly post? Such a good question, Jamie. That's so good. Good job. Thanks. So That's why I just press record. <laughs> record. I do. Because sometimes it's going, I've got nothing. I just have nothing. How am I going to come up with something by next Friday? So, um, yeah. So if, at that website, it says get inspired weekly. And if you click on that and sign up, you'll get this um, short provocative email every Friday morning. And this is such a good question because this is essential to the work we do. So it is important for me to have contemplative time. So I look at my calendar and I go, where do I have time? I'm not going to fill it. I need it. I need it open so that I can sit and be still and think and process. And <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm going and going and going, I don't have time to reflect and to find insight or hear wisdom. I'm too busy just on autopilot. And this is part of our program is teaching people to find out what it is you need and meet your own need. And uh, so that's some of the stuff I write about on Fridays is um, comes through those times of making sure that whatever need it is you have, you make that in your life. And so you don't blame other people for not having what you want or blame yourself or you should be doing this or should be doing that. So you get really clear about what it is that you need where you're looking for it out there and then provide it for yourself in here. And so that's, that's how I do that on every Friday. And people inspire me talking to people and hearing little things like the stories in our heads. I'm like, oh, I'm all over that. Oh, <laughs> that's so brilliant. You guys. I just keep hearing that. Oh my gosh, I'm telling a story in my head. <laughs> Jamie. I keep saying I just need to follow her around with just a tape recorder. Think, just, just think yes. differently. <laughs> Retrain that brain. Come on. Reset. Because yeah. what what I'm what I heard Glenn say, what I'm hearing Glenn say isn't really what he's saying at all. But it mm -hmm. but my brain just starts changing it to mm -hmm. my insecurities. Mm -hmm. Your version. Yeah. Yeah. Going, that isn't what was said. Oh, yes. but I find my husband doing that all the time too. Yeah. Going, I didn't say that. Yeah, you. That's a story in your head, and I remind him all the time. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. <laughs> so um, this next Friday, or I guess it was last Friday. The first line is: There was a time in your life uh, before you ever felt inadequate, and then some. At some time, someone came along, and you got the message: You weren't good enough, not smart enough, not strong enough, or whatever. And self doubt slipped into the picture. And then we began to have limiting beliefs. I can't do this. I can't do that. And um, then when we find out what those limiting beliefs are and restretch them um, because we want to, not because we have to or, you know, try harder to, but because we want to, that's when we have a different experience. How do you parent through those processes? through your you've got two young kiddos boy and a girl yeah and you know that they're going through some of these limiting mom i can't yes yes this is conscious parenting and remembering that my kids were born innocent and if i somehow plant a seed of limited limit into them i did it innocently too i did not do it on purpose and so it's there's a lot of grace involved <laughs> And a lot of belief that it's all going to shake out in the end, right? It's, it's, um, that's some level six thinking that there's a bigger 
a bigger plan and it's going to, it's going to be perfect when it, when it goes, when it shakes out. And, um, yeah, that's part of this journey, I guess. So you just mentioned levels again. Yeah. And for people out there who don't know, mm-hmm. what are these levels? These are, uh, developed by Bruce Schneider at the, uh, IPEC, which is the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. And, um, he developed those lenses through which people view the world. And so we do something called an, an energy leadership index assessment. That's what our work is based on too. There's data. So it's a snapshot, a 20 minute on- online assessment that people take and it gives them a snapshot of these levels with which lens they're looking through, like as they're driving down the road, this is the analogy, okay? You're driving down the road and you've got good music playing, you have a beautiful view, things are great. And these are the experiences that you're having. And I'm like pointing in the air like they can hear, see me, but that's what there's a top graph. They see it. (laughs) Yes. And then the bottom graph is a stress response, which every one of us has. And it's meant to save our lives, literally. So a semi pulls out in front of you you have to react and you have to do it automatically without thinking if you're going to survive. And our bodies are built to do that. So you swerve or whatever, and the adrenaline pumps through your body. But what is harming our, our well-being as people is this constant stress response when there's nothing life-threatening. What is being threatened is our ego. So like in this blog that I'm, that I'm writing, um, that I was telling you about earlier is that I'm not fearing for my life. I am fearing for acceptance, rejection. I'm fearing rejection or criticism or not being enough, believing mm-hmm. what if those limiting beliefs are true. And that it. creates this, this um, re- reaction response that causes stress that's not life-threatening, but it's still pumping things in my body that, that aren't healthy. So yeah, it's just helping people to come back to who you really are. Remembering who you were during that time in life when, uh, before you felt like you were inadequate. I've been there, done that. (laughs) (laughs) Not Glenn, not Glenn though. Not Glenn. (laughs) I can see it on his face. He's one of the worst. I don't know how many times a day he'll go, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'll be like, why now? Moron. <laughs> moron. This morning, you know, it's called moron. myself a moron. I'm like, tell me. Brian why? flipped a switch. You know, <laughs> like, you moron. Why are you saying that? <laughs> He's so quiet so, and to himself, though. He's so funny. So, but the, the seven levels, I mean, it's a language that we speak across the organization here <laughs> because most of us have gone through the training. A lot of us have, ha- have done the ELIs. And so it's, it's nice that we have that common language and establishing that in, in an organization is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad you're a part of it because when uh, you get mad, you hit level one and two mm-hmm. and I've been there and I'd be like, oh, I'm so frustrated with this. Mm-hmm. And one of my coworkers came over to me once and I was venting. I don't know what that is called, but um, I just said, I'm just really frustrated. And she, her first question was, is this ego or value related? Mm-hmm. I go, and I think I paused. I go, it's value related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not my ego. It just, it just hits to the core of me. Mm-hmm. And for, how do you respond to that? 
knowing what it is and then the next step. You know, this is what we're doing in cultures. Like, I don't know if this is answering your question, but this is where I'm going. So mm-hmm. get me off. Um, this is what we're doing in things called culture audits. We're going into organizations, giving them all the same language. It creates empathy because we all find out, no matter how much we hide it, everybody experiences catabolic energy. We all experience it. Some of us more intensely or longer, but it's still part of being human. So it creates empathy for one another. It creates language. So um, if you say, well, I'm experiencing level two, you know, you're angry about something, then I would learn how to coach my colleagues and how to say, well, anger means something is unfair. What What mm-hmm. is feeling unfair? And it's helping people to shift that, you know, not to just vent. Like that's what happens in our cultures. They, mm-hmm. they perperpetuate it. People vent to each other. They, they gossip and complain. And it, it can keep terrible. <laughs> yeah. It keeps a, a, a uh, culture toxic. And so we come in to help each other shift each other. Well, Cre- that's what we, I'd be like, Glenn, this is bothering me. And then with our common language, he's, he, you were telling me I was doing it to him the other day though. He goes, Jamie, you made me shift. You made me stop and think. Oh, yes. Something happened and I had an email all typed out and everything. And I've learned to ask Jamie and she's like, no, Glenn. Glenn, don't do it out of anger. Backspace. And I was like, don't, don't do anything out of frustration. Just, (laughs) just sit back and just take it in for a minute. That's so good. What a good friend that well, you are. No, but we, we are both very fair and honest with each other about just things going, don't, don't, don't pull yeah. the trigger. Don't. You know, um, one of the things I'll say to people sometimes is that was not you. That was your amygdala. That was the part of your brain that had to react and self-preserve. What's that? <laughs> the water boy. Yeah, the water boy. Adam Sandler. Yes, th- that's the that's a whole part of the mind. movie. Yes. Okay, I've seen it, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. I'm not surprised Jimmy guys. Yeah. Oh, does he get angry and like throw stuff and kick things? Is that what? Well, he's in yes. class. He's in class. Oh, like my amygdala. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. Both of us were like, what That's a boy. A ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Squirrel. Off there. Where were we? <laughs> so the amygdala. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you for bringing that up. When you're angry or something, it is not you. It's not your truest you. It's the part of you that has been conditioned to react to self-preserve. And um, it would have hurt whoever else, whoever would have received it. And so we stop and pause and go, I don't want to hurt. I don't want to divide. Yeah, that's not it. Yeah. Because just because that was your initial reaction, and sometimes the written word at the verbal word can be misinterpreted. Mm-hmm that that wasn't the intention either because mm-hmm. if i read something let's say my sister had had said it i can hear her voice easier than i hear someone else's voice yes. so understanding and processing mm-hmm. where that voice came from mm-hmm. so yeah you put your own perception can you can put your own spin on someone else's words yes yeah. and it's again you're just going come on mm-hmm. now this is not just a job for you. You are so passionate about this. Yeah. What drives you about it? What makes what makes it you so passionate about mm-hmm. it? 
I love this. Uh, it brings people relief and it brings them acceptance. There's nothing wrong with you. And um, if we can bring relief to people and help them to slow down, to um, treat themselves better, treat each other better, I mean, it's just, it's fulfilling and rewarding and it's just, it isn't a job. It's, it's better than that. (laughs) What brings you the most joy? Like besides my family, (laughs) your sweet family and your dog. (laughs) Yes. Um, By the way, she writes about her blog, her dog and her blog at least twice. Yeah, yeah. About Um, that unconditional love. hmm. And I think your dog probably brings you some joy too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and what I realized about my dog is he doesn't think, he doesn't have thoughts about himself. He is not self-conscious. You know, we have, have, people have thoughts about themselves. We are self-conscious. Pets don't do that. And that's why he's so loving and accepting and such a good friend is he's not judging anyone or anything or himself. He's just accepting. So yeah, I've learned a few things from having a dog. Isn't that funny though? Because they just, they see you and it's like, Joy, hey, (laughs) my person. Yes. And with that, that fills your cup too. How do you keep it filled? Because do do you ever get to where it was an intense coaching session? And do you ever feel, do you ever bring that on to yourself? Mm -hmm. Does it ever get personal for you? Mm -hmm. And how in the world do you deal with that? Yeah. So. Um, Because it's easy to take on someone else's emotions mm -hmm. too. You know, I think what we, what makes us great teachers is we teach what we need to learn ourselves, what we have learned ourselves, things that we have insight about. So like somebody who's experienced pain or feels inadequate at times or um, is working extra hard to try to prove their value, I can relate. I can coach them up because I've been there, done that. And I don't, coaching doesn't, you don't have to have that experience. Uh, But um, knowing um, and having clarity in my own life and being able to turn that around and give that to somebody else or help somebody else get it for themselves is meaningful. Because you you are always, your blog is very personal. Your voice comes out in a most amazing way, at least for me. Um, I love it. You talk about things that are raw and real and not things people necessarily are comfortable talking about, but you willingly address them. You'll talk about issues like you hate your curly hair. And look at it And I, and my, my hair. I have a hair. I have the hair for radio, guys. <laughs> no, see, but I love I your hair. I noticed that walking uh, in today. You had the curly. I'm yeah. like, she's got curly hair. Yes. Yeah. It's, but she blogs about it, and it's always been a thing for her. And I, if I just had that, I, I just what, wish I had it. Right, Glenn. I was like, is this a podcast? It's video or just audio? No. Okay, because I need to know. No, I love it. But it's one of those things that's been a 
it's something you've even blocked about. It's, I don't know what level it makes you go to, but. Well, I think it, women or men, people relate. We focus too much on external and then we can spiral and it's like, we all get old. We all get gray hair. We, it's just part of life and we resist and resist and resist. I have gray begone day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> gray begone day. Yes, her gray gets terrible, doesn't it? I can't even see it. You oh have dark hair. Oh my gosh, it, it just boos <laughs> boom. Yeah, like today's gray begone day. <laughs> I can't. Just looking at it. <laughs> I know it's hard. <laughs> anyway, Rachel, we've been talking for about 30 minutes now. If we oh talk about everything now, we can't have you back later. Okay. But if somebody's out there, there's this little thing called Twitter. Are you on Twitter? And if so, how can someone follow you? Um, Twitter at Rachel Tallman. T-H-A-L-M-A-N-N. Pretty simple. Yep. All right. If you haven't already, follow her blog, inspiredwithin.com. Inspiredleadershipwithin.com. I mean, sorry, inspiredleadershipwithin.com. <laughs> my, my URL just goes... It just pulls it up automatically, so. All right. Well, Rachel, thanks for joining us in studio today. Mm-hmm. And uh, as always, you can find us on asdeck.org forward slash your stories, iTunes, or Jamie's favorite. iHeartRadio. Until next time. <laughs>